Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. <laughs> welcome back to our podcast, everyone, and thank you for being here. Yes. In, in our studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Pause for claps, okay? <laughs> Pause for laughter. Um, <laughs> anyways, so today we will be discussing the newly released Netflix original series called Why Are You Like This? Indeed. And at no point while watching the series did I understand the title of it, but <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that as we get into it. What were your overall first impressions of this show? Yeah, um, I think this show, it, I, I really enjoyed the show. Um, I thought it was fun, if not a bit crazed and over-exaggerated. Um, yeah. But I think that's where a lot of the comedy came from. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's um, short, which is nice. And it's Australian, which is fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what about you? I, I loved it. I thought it Good. was hilarious, um, even though I might hate Mia. but <laughs> Oh, my God. Same. <laughs> she might be a terrible person, but I, I did think the show was very funny. It was very inclusive, um, and it, it, it had the right kind of comedy that appealed to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely... <laughs> like vaginas and yeah i was gonna say it's very much like our realm of comedy um and and kind of like series it's a series about 320 somethings you know (laughs) making their way through life um and it's utterly ridiculous which is and and we we like to imagine that we're still 20 somethings so we do yeah i mean we're just out of the 20s right just on the other side of the 20s (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, Mia, my God. Okay. So at first I thought like, okay, she's, she's all right. Until we got up to episode four and that's the one with the, the rich baby. baby. Yeah. And decided that she's probably just a terrible human and she couldn't recover from that in my mind. <laughs> yeah. She really like destroys, uh, Maddie's career like her life like now she has all of these creepy ass internet stalkers who know what town she lives in and who just like want to watch her make weird faces in cosplay costumes and and that's all mia's fault it's completely mia's fault i i it was funny at the end of that towards the end of that episode when she's like we're gonna find out who doxed her and we're gonna destroy their life and then she's looking at the photo and she's like oh it was me. <laughs> but I assumed immediately, like it had to have been yes. something that accidentally did, like yeah. that yeah. caused all this because she was the one who created this whole account for her on Patreon. And I, I mean, I don't understand why Maddie went along with it all. But <laughs> I think she was, you know, just really looking for a friend because it seemed she seemed really excited that like she was actually getting. <laughs> you know, kindness, yeah. what would appear to her to be kindness from Mia. Um, but she was very, just very, very naive. Um, yeah. That is to say, you know, blanket statement that like, if you are making your money on Patreon or OnlyFans or whatever, 
with, you know, such things that um, Mia was kind of forcing Maddie into, that's good for you. Like, that's great. But, you know, for to sort of... <laughs> On for, somebody? Yeah. I didn't think that Mia understood why these guys were interested in her. Like, that she didn't make the connection that these are just, like... A bunch kind of curves. Yeah. <laughs> interested in looking at basically with all the filters that they applied onto her she looked like she was about 13 years old you know in these skimpy little costumes so you know yeah yeah and then you know to make matters worse uh she tells her to quit her job at the coffee shop and then when she wants to go back she makes her think that the boss is really mad at her so she wouldn't be able to go back so it's like now she's like lost her internet life and she doesn't have a job Right, and the only reason Mia didn't want her to come back to the coffee shop was because that guy, that customer, was talking to Mia again. He wasn't yep. just interested in Maddie. So she tells her that she can't come back because the boss hates her for quitting kind of thing. And this whole time, like, you know, from episode one, I kind of didn't really like Mia like, much because, like, yeah. her immediate... Th- it, she's, like, the caricature of someone who's, like, over stating what's happening and trying to use societal things to like push her agenda so like immediately when her boss starts talking to her about how shitty she's doing at work she starts calling him a racist and like you know saying that she's only getting fired because you know she's a person of color and all this stuff and i was like this is (laughs) this is too much because you're terrible at your job (laughs) right and then she learned she's getting a severance. And she's like, oh, never mind. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she must not know how much severance pay is. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like she, yeah, she clearly wasn't like an executive or something. <laughs> Even if she did get a $5,000 severance, $5,000 is not enough to quit your job over. <laughs> like that's not no. a year or something. <laughs> like, come on. No, that's enough for, like, to tide you over for one, maybe two months. And then you're like, okay. Depending on your spending, of course. But I'm just thinking of rent and, like, I don't know where they live, but maybe Sydney or something. But someplace expensive. Australia, yeah. Not sure where. I do enjoy her job search afterwards where she's, like, (laughs) ends up on that farm and then accuses the farmer of, like, raping the cows because he's inseminating them, (laughs) which is, like, common farm practice to inseminate. (laughs) Yeah, that was another example of, like, going over the top to to get, you know, to essentially be able to quit the job without protest because he didn't know what to say. And it's like, ugh, let's, you know, let's not do that, Mia. I like that he turns the co- to, uh, to the cows after she <laughs> yeah. leaves. Like, I respect you. <laughs> well, and I like that at first she was so excited because she wanted to be the one inseminating the cows. But when she learned she had to do like the grunt work instead, she, <laughs> you know, didn't want to work there anymore. But she like was so excited with her long sleeve thing, or glove all the way to her shoulder. She had been watching YouTube videos to understand where the cow's cervix was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at got the three cervix thing down i mean do cows have three cervixes i have no idea (laughs) i don't understand how the process of cow insemination actually works i've never (laughs) yeah neither have i i have a cow before but that was different i didn't have to understand where the cow's cervix was (laughs) true (laughs) i like that um austin gets a, a front row 
you know, picture of uh, Mia's cervix in one episode when she he has to fish out her, um, I think what is... A is moon cup. Moon cup, yeah. yeah. But, so, like, what it is, I don't know if you know what a moon I, cup I do, is. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like a silicone... Mm-hmm basically that gets inserted into the vaginal canal during menstruation to collect everything. And as Penny rightly points out, it's a fucking mess. (laughs) (laughs) I have tried and I don't really recommend. Um, But yeah. Aren't they, isn't a real brand like Luna cup or something? Or is it? it was the it was Luna Cup, yeah. Mm. But there's like a whole bunch of different ones that you can get now. I mean, I'm sure they're great for like reducing pollution and all of that. But yeah. you have to be somebody who is very comfortable with fishing out a you know tiny cup filled with blood from their vagina. Yeah. <laughs> did, daily you, basis. <laughs> did you write down the quote that Penny said about that? <laughs> it's so funny. You want me to say it now? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to take a tiny chalice of blood lodged in my vagina. All right, sorry, I don't want a tiny chalice of blood lodged in my vagina. Every time I take it out, it reminds me of communion. <laughs> yeah. That was oh, so just like good. Austin, picturing Austin or really any other human having to like help you fish it out of your vagina afterwards. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, I, it's so ridiculous, and I I like that apparently they end up on the couch to try to get it out and then spill it everywhere. Yes, oh, and then poor Penny sits on it. Oh, and just thinks she has her own period. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it's it's good comedy though. I mean, she should have definitely gone to the emergency room for that. I don't feel like she should have asked her roommate, her male roommate, who has no experience with vaginas at all, to help her with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he had any fears, he's he got over them that day. True. well <laughs> <laughs> acquainted with how it all works down there. <laughs> and now he can, you know, if anyone else needs assistance fishing out their cup, he can be the one to help. That's true, I guess. He has he can put that on his resume. Yes. <laughs> his resume for the job he no longer has, probably. I mean, so his job there at the, at the end where he's, like, working for for that event, is that, like, what he's always done, like, at a, some sort of an event person? I don't know. I don't think that so. They, I, he, said that he, he said he was on probation, so I'm guessing that it was probably, like, he just started working there. Maybe. Because he was, you know, trying to make it as a drag queen, and then uh, <laughs> that doesn't work out. Yeah. After oh, he after he dead drops himself unconscious. <laughs> I love that. Like he does this super shitty performance, and then he does a dead drop, which initially everybody thinks he did successfully, and they start cheering and they think it's great. And I'm like, even if he had done that correct, and he had stood back up and not had a concussion, like. The rest of his performance was so shitty. Why would you like applaud just for that one maneuver? Yeah, no, I think it's ridiculous. I I think also in the community, dead drops probably aren't you know terribly rare. Right. So it's especially if you're a performer. So it's like yeah, I don't know, just comedic value, I guess. But yes, yeah. 
I kind yeah, of was like, I, I was kind of, you know, I kind of wish we could have seen what his poor routine was because I was like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> but I um, feel like his poor routine, poor his poor person routine, quote unquote, was very similar to the act that went on before him. Oh, okay, very you interpretive. Have this melodramatic music and like flowy, breezy costume and. And, and, like, tug at, like, the heartstrings to get sympathy from people. Like, that was pretty much what his whole show was going to be. And then, like, somebody else does it mm. on a different topic, but, like, the same kind of acting that he was planning to do for his, which is why he decides he needs to change direction because he can't just look like he's copying that person kind of thing. Yeah. And so that person was Paddington Bearback. And <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was so funny that... um well, there were a number of things that were wrong with the scene when Mia was trying to be like the receptionist at the clinic. First of all, like I, I thought it, <laughs> his dramatic heart attack was pretty comedic as he's just like... <laughs> I love that he actually had a heart attack. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just like ignores him and is like, ah, oh, he's being dramatic. <laughs> Which in her defense, he did look rather dramatic while he was doing it, but... but I feel like that's just the way he always looks doing everything probably <laughs> yeah and also like the fact i mean it was clearly that job clear that, that job wasn't going to work out because she was violating hipaa laws from the, i don't know if they have those in australia to be fair but like yeah. you know from the get-go she was like you'll never guess who's at the clinic like i don't think you can be sharing that information with people no you definitely can't <laughs> america australia might have different laws on that but yeah my husband is a doctor, so I am very well aware of what he can and cannot talk to me about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a bit ridiculous, but... But, yeah. Uh, Austin. I also, Out of the three, Austin, Penny, and Mia, Austin was my favorite. I enjoyed him the most. Penny irritated me sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, Penny was, like, kind of the exaggeration of your, like stereotypical social social justice warrior like yes trying like, straight female who feels the need to be overly offended about everything yeah <laughs> and it's like okay yes these are all good causes that you know you're advocating for but the way you're going about them you're not going to reach anybody with these methods <laughs> yeah so she was also annoying, but she's also cute. So I was more okay with it. <laughs> she was doing it in like a cute way where Mia was annoying in like a destroy other people's lives way. Yeah. I'm well, I mean, to be fair, she, um, Penny did get an entire team of women fired from their jobs, but, but she said well by it. <laughs> That's true. She did mean well, whereas like Mia doesn't mean well with anything. Like, she really thought, like, oh, this is this is my opportunity to help these women, you know, to get better positions and better pay in this company. But all she ends up doing is showing the men in the company that they can do the jobs that the women are doing. And that the women, they don't need to have the women there at all anymore. So, yeah, I like the callback to that in the yes. last episode. <laughs> She's yeah. like a boat taxi driver afterwards. Yeah, me too. I liked, um, they did a couple callbacks, like, to various things, like, they, with the graffiti by Ranks, or whatever his name was, they did a callback to, um, Rich Girl as well. Hey, Rich Girl. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, good. They're not just, like, pretending, you know, 
things don't connect in this world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that graffiti was different. (laughs) It it truly was. (laughs) I thought maybe that was going to become a plot point of, like, finding out who that was or something, but it wasn't. No, they just, yeah, they just had these huge murals that were painted everywhere, which those murals would have taken days to create. So I don't know how no one knows who this person is. They were very large and elaborate murals. Yeah. Um, but, but somehow, it's, I don't know, it's, I don't know too much about street art, but clearly it's done. <laughs> but, so out, uh, out of the three, who, who was your favorite? Um, I would have to also say Austin, just because he was overall the least problematic of them all. Um, the least annoying, um, his, his storylines were basically like he was depressed. Um, and that's, you know, pretty much it. Um, he's depressed and he thinks that he's cured by one (laughs) trip to therapy. I feel like that's the good thing, though, because, yeah, they did exaggerate all of these sort of, like, typical millennial traits of, like, <laughs> you know, I feel like there are so many people I know who also have been to, like, one session of therapy and they're, like, become a therapist, essentially, in their minds. Or they've taken, like, one psychology class and they're a psychologist. And, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah, he was just kind of like, I've learned all there is to know. I'm good. Even though Penny's like, I don't think that's how that works. I mean, if in, in 2021, people in their early 20s, are they still millennials or are they the next generation number or letter? Early 20s might be Z, generation Z now. That's what I'm thinking they are. But either yeah. way. Millennials know. kind of almost ended with us. Like we were, were we, were we the end of the millennials or were we the beginning? I guess we were the beginning of the millennials. I think when millennials... I think it What's goes the, from like 80, 1982 to like 96 or something. All right. Okay. So the millennials were between 81 and 97. Oh, I was close. Okay. So 2021 minus 1997, 24. Okay. So they could be millennials. Like the oldest millennial right now would be a 24 year old. Yeah. Not hot off. Or they're so on like, the cusp. They, yeah. They're on the cusp of millennials and generation Y. X. Whichever one it is. The following. I don't pay. I, the only like generational group I know is the millennials and the baby boomers. Yeah. <laughs> don't are that they're identified by something besides a letter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I just thought it was, yeah, it was kind of funny to see that you know whole thing. I also like. Um, <laughs> I forget which episode it is, but when he starts spiraling, oh, it was in the episode when he was doing the dead drop and stuff, and they're just like watching his performance and they're like, "What's happening?" And she's just like, "Oh God, he's spiraling or something." Yeah, and he was. Holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> his performance was terrible. <laughs> um, but clearly, he's done this a number of times because they seem pretty used to him spiraling out of control. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he had a couple of, like, funny, relatable moments, too. Like, when he goes to, like, that one shop to get free samples and then just ends up somehow buying a ton of stuff inadvertently. That sales place, yeah. Yeah, where they're, like, dressed as, like, old mistrals of the court for some reason. 
And yeah. like they clearly are catering to like the wealthy class and and these creams don't even have prices on them you just pay like whatever they tell you to pay for them kind of thing (laughs) which we never learned how much it was but clearly enough to max out whatever credit card he had clearly enough that he didn't have enough money to buy one tater tot from burger king (laughs) afterwards (laughs) or one hash brown i guess they don't just sell single tater tots yeah that's true one hash brown um i did like that uh that other ben i guess his name was uh also had been pulled into that and so then they both went back to try to get refunds which i don't think you can ever get a refund on used product and they had clearly like opened all their things but they clearly used them all um but i like that they get trapped in it again without knowing and they're just like god damn it yeah That was funny. Oh, man. I feel like I I can't picture myself ever even going into a shop like that. I don't care what product they were selling. If it's that exclusive, I don't want it. No, and I think it was meant to be like a play on like Sephora or one of those sort of like, you know, very expensive health and beauty shops. But yeah, I don't yeah see myself ever getting into that kind of stuff. Not that it's bad to have like a good skin routine, but I feel like you can do that without buying into the corporate nonsense of shelling out tons of money for all of these celebrities products and stuff. There is absolutely nothing that anyone could say that would convince me that those products work better than the products that I could buy at my local drugstore. <laughs> like they're they if you look at the ingredients list, I'm sure other than they've added in fancy fragrances, they're the same, you know, like that's what skins need as, you know, the same normal aqua and an aloe vera kind of yeah. calming thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what the next product. Just cut a <clears throat> cut a aloe vera leaf off and rub it on your face. I have done that before. <laughs> Good for burn. <laughs> Not just for like a skincare routine, but for like a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not as like an everyday practice. Not just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Austin was definitely the best, um, followed by Penny, followed by Mia. Followed by Mia, who was actually, like, the worst, terrible human. <laughs> and she doesn't get better. Even during, like, Ramadan, where the whole episode is about how she's supposed to be kind at during Ramadan and practice, like, restraint and kindness. And she does not get on board with any of that at all. Yeah. The only and she rem- actually like, emphasizes how terrible of a person she is during that episode. She really does, yeah. So... I did like in that episode, too, that Penny has a moment where she kind of, like, lashes out at Austin for, like, being basically an asshole, which is what he's been doing. So she kind of does break momentarily for that. And, yeah, she kind of, like, also almost befriends that other woman that Mia doesn't like at all. I can't remember what her name was. Munia. But she is also insufferably boring, as Mia did predict. But. Nobody's that boring. There's there's nobody who is actually that interested in water dam design. <laughs> or I would like to think that like even if you are like say you are like an an uh, an architect who special or an engineer that specializes in dams, I feel like people are not that oblivious that they can't read the room to be like oh I'm boring this person to tears. That's kind of like a trope you see in movies a lot too when someone's like a financial assistant or whatever, a financial manager. And they like go into like 
you know, you see like um, a jump cut to like three hours into a dinner where someone's just talking about dividends and stuff. Like people, I I don't think people are that, lack that level of self-awareness. At least not the vast majority of people. No, I feel like you can definitely tell when you're boring someone to tears. (laughs) I, I am a graphic designer and I'm obsessed with fonts, but I wouldn't make somebody listen to me talk about fonts for hours on end besides my husband. He's had to do that before. Yeah. (laughs) And he married me anyways. Right. And I feel like it for me, I've definitely, you know, talked extensively about linguistic things to people, but you know, that's not my whole being. No. And honestly, like, I think when you talk about linguistic things, to me, it's interesting, like what you're saying, for the most part, like some of it, I don't understand. But like, usually, it's interesting and how languages work, you know? Yeah. But, you know, people are multifaceted. And I think it's just playing up a trope for that show. But Um, yeah, did you have a favorite episode out of the six? Um, did I have a favorite episode? Mine was Dick or Pussy of Color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that was that was was a fun one. Um, that was when Mia is like on a quest to find. She doesn't care if it's a man or a woman, but somebody who's not white to have sex with. <laughs> I feel like honestly, Mia was the least problematic in that episode. Yeah, because she was very upfront about what she wanted. Like, this is this is what I want. <laughs> yeah, and um, I want to have sex tonight. So. Yeah, uh, I think you know, and then we have Penny who gets like kind of upset that she doesn't know her secret name. Yes, um, yes. which we never find out. But no, we don't. Yeah, which is interesting. I thought they would tell it at the end, but it was it was cool to hear them like speak on the Bengali custom of doing that though because my my husband's family is from Bangladesh and that is something that you know is within his family as well um, having that like um not it's not a secret name it's more of just like a familiar name people only within your family kind of use like this nickname and then you have like the name that's on your birth certificate that everybody else uses kind of thing so that was do you do you know your husband's family name um, I do, but I'm not Ooh. gonna say it. Um, but do you use it with him? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. But, That's cool. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not something that he cares much for, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, knowing him, I, I imagine <laughs> that's the case. Yeah, but I did think it was interesting that, that they talked about that and the fact that Mia has, you know, a more familiar name like that was cool. Yeah. No, I was going to ask you some things about that, the, the legitimacy of that off the air, since I know. It is legitimate. That does happen. <laughs> that's cool. But, you know, that's Penny realizes an important lesson for all of us, which is like, you know, it's okay that you don't share all of the things with the same friends. Because I feel like that's right. kind of a reality. You have some friends that you do certain things with and it's okay if like sometimes that then diagram doesn't completely overlap yeah yeah probably healthy yeah so did you have any good quotes from this episode because i know i do from this episode or from this series series. yeah um i have a couple Uh, i'll just go in order and then we can trade back and forth um i like the in the very beginning uh mia says who even keeps their phone on loud? The noises were triggering my anxiety. I almost had another attack. 
as someone <laughs> who never has their phone on sound, I can re- relate. Oh, really? I always have my phone on oh, sound. Oh, really? No, I never like, do. But I think it's been probably like a good at least five years since I've had my phone on sound. How do you like respond so quickly to notifications like when we like i send you a message a lot of times you respond really quick it vibrates and i you know hear or feel the vibration but that's it okay so you're you are getting some notification okay yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. that's different than silent yeah it's true vibrate i guess (laughs) i should say so um i liked it when austin is helping mia with her moon cup issue and he's just like (laughs) so you're all vagina down there (laughs) (laughs) yeah with her tall vagina all vagina oh man um i liked i liked i think her name was julia but the one woman who penny initially starts talking to um at the office before she gets them all fired she says something like i find crying in the bathroom once a day quite cleansing about like her stress in the workplace how she manages her stress at work yeah (laughs) I like when Mio just walks into the room and she's like, I'm decolonizing my pussy. Yeah. I like when Penny says, like, maybe I should decolonize my pussy. And she's like, that is fetishization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, li- I don't remember what the girl's name was, but the girl that Penny ends up talking to in the bathroom at the bar. And she's just like, you can't compare boobs to hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had that one down too. Yeah, you can't. Why would you want to? <laughs> I like the, uh, in episode four, when um, uh, in his full-on depression mode, uh, Austin walks into the living room to see (laughs) everything out and um, uh, Penny clutching something and saying, "Ah." I forget what she says, something about joy or whatever. And he's like, you cannot marry Marie Kondo again. Does it spark joy? <laughs> <laughs> which which kind of dates this a little bit? Well, I mean, it it came out this year, so it came out in twenty twenty, I think. But it's <clears throat> something that's not really talked about because it was really big during the pandemic, you know. I mean, yeah. the beginning part of the pandemic. <clears throat> Uh, I liked when the cream salesman, I don't know what his name was or if he had one, says, These stones were impregnated with botanicals to emit a calming evening fragrance. (laughs) (laughs) Just loads of bullshit. Um, I like when, um, I think it was uh, Maddie who put on like the cat ears and (laughs) Mia's just like, yeah, bitch. I liked it at the end when uh, Penny and Mia are talking about if they would survive the apocalypse. Um, Penny suggests that she do fine in it. And then Mia's like, Penny, you had a panic attack when you misgendered a dog. You'd die immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I forget what this was too, but Austin at one point says as sort of like um, an expletive or an exclamation, shit, my sandals. They've done it again. Um, the last quote I have written down was when Penny and Mia are in the Korean spa. <laughs> Mia's just like, do you want to get snail mucused? To which the answer, in my opinion, should always be no. <laughs> yeah. I like that they were like so terribly wrapped up in that scene that they're like, they're like we got to go. They like can't really move out of off the table. Because it's supposed to 
be a seaweed wrap that they were in. <laughs> it, look, it looked like. It def- yeah, it looks definitely like metallic, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe they were just wrapped in tin foil. Maybe a tin foil wrap. Um, I can't. I don't know what the context of this was, but um, I wrote the last quote I have is, "You just stab fast and believe in yourself." <laughs> I think that was when um, they were Penny was trying to figure out how to get the straw through the bubble tea. Lid. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. It is. Uh, lots of things we didn't talk about, like particular, you know, bits of the episode. But we get, we talked about the characters, which is probably enough. We did. We're not giving you a summary of every episode. Definitely not. You should go and watch the show yourself. Because and it's you hilarious. should. Yes, <laughs> indeed it is, and it's so short. Good thing about it like is. British and Australian series is that like each season is so terribly short <laughs> yeah. well, six episodes each around 25 minutes long so it's basically in total like the length of a long movie yep so just do yourself a favor and go watch it because it's really funny indeed and uh if you do decide to watch it you can let us know what you think on twitter at nno podcast or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And like always, if you have any recommendations for shows or films you would like us to watch, you can always send those to us as well. Indeed. We always check, um, try to see if anyone reached out. No one ever does. So always. please feel free to do so. <laughs> always check. That is so accurate. We always, I do anyway on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so if you want to get in direct contact, maybe Twitter's the <laughs> the best yeah. route. If you want to be sure that, you know, your comments have been noted. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) But yeah, so thanks again for listening, everyone. And until next time. Bye. Bye.